My Mac Podcast 48. The next generation of radio, it's the MyMac.com Podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. I'm Chad Perry. And I'm Tim Robertson, and uh, here we are once again, a day early this week. Yeah, we uh, had a couple things going on, so we had to post a little early, so you won't be getting segments like Guy Searle's uh, Dashboard Minute. Or Chris Siebel's Not News. Unfortunately, because we didn't let them know that we had to... I'll take the blame for that. I, I knew yesterday, uh, yesterday being Monday, that we were going to have to record the podcast on Tuesday, and mm. so Tuesday, oh... It was still morning, but I thought, oh, I forgot to let Chris and and uh, Guy know that we're recording today and not tomorrow. And they usually send email those segments to me during the day on Tuesday. So there was just no way that they could prepare. Yeah. Of course, that's not to say when I get home I won't have a Not Mac News sitting in, in the inbox. That's mm-hmm. happened once before. I, I On the show I said we're not going to have a Not Mac News, and yes, we did. <laughs> as far as I know, right now we are not going to have a Not Mac News. <laughs> So don't expect it. If you if you get one, cool beans. If you don't, well, then we're telling you you're not going to get one right now. One of the reasons that uh, we couldn't do it tomorrow, uh, you had something going on tomorrow too, didn't you? No, you know what? I, oh well, I have a, a training I have to attend till five o'clock that just runs me late. It doesn't yeah, mean I miss the podcast. Right. But. Uh, my thing was um, tomorrow uh, the family and I are going to Binder Park Zoo, which really is a world-class zoo here in Battle Creek, Michigan. Right. And uh, every Halloween or every fall, they have what's called the Zubu. And the Zubu is billed as, um, what is it billed as? Let me see here. Mary, not scary. Mm -hmm. And uh, that doesn't open until next weekend. But the week before, they have this, they bring thousands of pumpkins in. And a lot of people go out there and we carve the pumpkins, the, the people who attend the, the zoo. We're actually zoo members, so we get early notification of this. Yeah. So we go out there, and each one of our family members carves one or two pumpkins, usually two. And then when we go out there for the zoo boo, everybody who carved all these pumpkins, and then there's other ones too, the zoo members and the, the people who work at the zoo, these pumpkins are lit up and lined throughout the entire path of the zoo. So as you're walking through the path, there's just thousands of pumpkins and each one is completely unique because, you know, right. who knew, who knows who. And, and the fun thing for us is we always try to find our pumpkin. Oh, mm-hmm. is that the pumpkin I carved? <laughs> is that the pumpkin? Last year, uh, I found both of mine. Uh, I believe Julie found one of hers. And both Rachel and, and Brittany found their pumpkin. So that was cool. Yeah. And uh, Brooke still won't be able to carve a pumpkin. She's only two years old. But mm-hmm. we'll let her, uh, you know, start pulling some of the guts out of the pumpkin. She'll have a good time. Yep. So that's why we're uh, recording on uh, Tuesday night rather than Wednesday night. Yep. So there you go. Oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't grab too much news today. Um, the, 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 really, the, the reason being is... Apple has a big announcement tomorrow. Right, and all we can give you on that is pure speculation. We so. Obviously, because we usually record on Wednesday, I was so looking forward to doing the podcast this week and talking yeah. about Apple's new product. Ain't going to happen at this point. So, you know, yeah. um, I know Apple released financial statements today, but honestly, I, I, I know they're doing good. I know mm-hmm. they sold a bazillion 
iPods and mm-hmm. half as many Macs and, and PowerBooks. And right. So I know they're doing good, so I'm happy. Yeah, I think the only real surprise, I guess, for most analysts is that they actually showed more Mac. They sold more computers than they had predicted in less iPods than they predicted, which is still good news for Mac. Absolutely. Or for Apple, excuse me. A couple of updates. Uh, you remember I was talking about the Element K journals, that they were sending me those you know, quote unquote, free issues. Right. And then I was being inundated with invoices. Mm-hmm. I'm still getting them. Really? Yeah, I guess they don't listen to the podcast. Uh, Over the last not. two weeks, um, let's see, I got seven invoices last week and I got 14 invoices this week. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like what? two, that's like three a day almost. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's amazing. I can't believe that this company is wasting this much money trying to get me to resubscribe. Of something that I've never even subscribed to in the first place. Well, yeah. I did, you know, years ago. Mm-hmm. I just, man, it just really irks me. Their, their uh, shady the, marketing. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I, I hate it. I really do. Let me click something on the garage band here. There we go. There we go. Uh, let's see. Um, I hear Yahoo's uh, started a podcast page. Yeah, that's really cool. It's uh, podcast.yahoo.com, and mm. we are listed in there. Really? I checked, and sure enough, we're sitting right there. And one person has reviewed us so far and gave us five stars. So that's out cool. of out of out of five. Really? Yeah. His name was Tim Robertson, two thousand. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that is. Wow. We'll have to send him a thank you. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> if I could find his email or contact information, of course. <laughs> um, I did. Let's let's take care of a little bit of housekeeping here first. Sure. Um, as I mentioned in the last couple podcasts, mymac.com is expanding our podcast offerings. We want to offer more than one podcast. As such, we are looking for podcasting talent. That's Mm -hmm. potentially you, the person that's out there listening right now. We do have uh, one new show in the works right now. Uh, I can now say who that person is. His name is David Johnson. And we're going to have him on our podcast pretty soon here. And we'll do an interview and we'll get some information from him what his show is going to be about. Great. And that is going to be a MyMac.com podcast, but it's not going to be, obviously, this show. Right. Nor is it going to be a segment of this show. And he's really going to be talking uh, about new new user type of things. How mm-hmm. What does this do? How do you use this? Right. So that's, that's going to be real great. I don't know if his show will be standalone or we're going to combine that with something else to make a show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also don't know if it's going to be weekly or biweekly yet. Right. So we do have a second podcast in the works. Um, there's a third podcast also in the works. This was a podcast, uh, and I can't reveal very much uh, information because this isn't a sure thing yet, but it looks like it's going to be. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast that was pretty popular for a while. And uh, these two guys were running this podcast, and it was great. Mm-hmm. And just some things came up that they really uh, stopped podcasting for a while. Mm. And they're looking to start it back up when their schedules allow, which should be soon. Mm-hmm. And I kind of made an offer. We'd really like to produce your podcast. Yeah. And they're showing a lot of interest. Great. So um, I'll tell you who it is when we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> if you remind me, because I might forget by then. Um, so obviously, number one, we're looking for new uh, podcasting talent. I know there's a lot of people out there thinking, oh, I can never do that. Mm-hmm. That's just, I, I couldn't sit down there and just start talking in front of a microphone. You might be surprised at how easy it is. Um, not necessarily, I don't want to say easy because, honestly, it's it's not easy. And a lot of people say, man, that's harder than I thought it was. But 
um, you might have a aptitude for it that you didn't even know. Right. And I know a lot of people who are listening to this podcast would really like to do something like this, a, a podcast that they could... Um, because, number one, it's a lot of fun. Number yep. two, it gives you something to do with your computer. Mm-hmm. It's great to reach out and talk to people and help them um, or entertain them as, as we, we kind of do. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, just because you don't think you can do it, don't let that hold you back. Even if you're, even if you don't want to do anything with us, go ahead and give it a try. Maybe you are a, a podcast star in the waiting. And unless you try, you're never going to know. Yep. So... And you don't want to miss out on it. It actually is fun, and it does get easier the more you do it. Oh, absolutely. The more you do it, it gets a lot. And the the thing is, and I know Chad can speak to this as well, uh, you start looking forward to it. When when the day starts coming that you know you're going to record on, you're almost itching. Oh, I just want to get mm-hmm. to the podcast. I, I get that way. Oh, yeah. And for me, especially, if I've had a crappy day at work, like today I did, you know, this was like, even though it was a day early, it was still the bright spot of my day is to go home and... Yeah, at least I get to go cut a podcast and spend some quality time with Tim and and my <laughs> Mac. Yeah, <laughs> uh, a little bit more housekeeping. Uh, we have a job opening. We are looking for an advertising manager for both MyMac.com as well as our MyMac.com podcasts, plural. Uh, this will be a paid job, and the ad manager will be making as much as twenty-five percent commission on every single sale. This is not a full-time job. We're not going to take out taxes, anything like that. It's more of a contract position. Um, just It's just something on the side. Mm-hmm. But it could be a really good opportunity for someone good at cold calling or emailing, writing some PR and the like. And and who likes to research? <clears throat> if you like to spend a lot of time on the web researching different companies and looking at what else is out there and what other manufacturers and software. Which is really using Google to find stuff, right. visiting other Mac sites and see who's advertising there. Mm-hmm. Um you know, that sort of thing. But if you enjoy that kind of research, this could be a good position for you. Absolutely. And and how much money will you make? Depends on how much money you bring in. It yep. could be a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, com has been publishing for 10 years, and we do have a large reader base. I'm not talking about the podcast right now. I'm talking about the actual MyMac.com website. Yep. Um, this last month in September, we had over 2 million hits. Mm. So that's a, a potentially a lot of eyeballs for a company to put their ad in front of. Yep. And uh, companies are willing to pay to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm not a sales guy. I'm horrible when it comes to that sort of thing. That's why I'm putting this out in front of our podcast listeners. I've, I've posted ads in the past on the website. Right. We still haven't found the person uh, that would really mesh, that would really come in mm-hmm. and do a great job. So if that's you, uh, send some email to tim at com. And uh, we'll talk. Yep. And hopefully you'll make a little bit of money. So that's the house cleaning part that I, I had. Let's mm-hmm. see. I'm looking at our sh- our cheat notes here. Oh, the contest. Yeah. Yeah, I guess we should probably talk about that, huh? Yeah. I, I, it w- it'd be a little unfair since we always, always tell our listeners that they have until midnight. Last week uh, we announced and and gave all the details on a contest we're having in conjunction with Radtech, a great company. We're giving away four of their products. Uh, I will say if you want to find out what those products are and get more details, go back and listen to my podcast number 47. Right. We'll go into all those details. I don't want to go into them again today um, because we just don't have the time. We've got a (laughs) pretty full show right now. And, uh, you know, uh, listen to see what we're giving away. And in that podcast, I say we're going to draw the winner this week. 
And like Chad said, we just don't have the time because we're recording early. So everybody has an extra week. Yep. Enter the contest. Uh, send uh, contest entries to contest at mymac.com. And in the subject line, put in Rad Tech. Make sure you uh, give us your full name, address, and telephone number, and uh, we'll we'll randomly select a winner. A winner. Thanks to uh, Zelic Software's cool little uh, Apple script that they sent that yep. that randomly picks a winner. <laughs> it's uh, man, I tell you what, that's been a lifesaver. Yeah. Uh, well, at least a time saver. It hasn't mm-hmm. saved my life yet. <laughs> Fall over and a little piece of software jumps out. Clear. <laughs> you know. And thanks for RadTech for. Uh, Posting the prizes for this uh, contest. Absolutely. Check out radtech.com and uh, look at show notes number 47 and get more details. Yep. Uh, let's see. There was one more thing that I wanted to speak about, and I don't really remember what. We do have some MP3 feedback, which we're going to uh, listen to in here in just a second. Cool. So that's always cool. Again, it, it's, it's a little different for me this week because we don't have Guy or, or Chris yeah. and their segment, so I'm at certain points i'm i'm expecting to cue them in and uh i'm not this week because you know we're recording early hello i'm wichita rutherford from five minutes with wichita and i'm here to tell you about the podcast 411 podcast now rob he interviews other podcasters to find out what they've learned about doing a podcast and it's been described as inside the actor studio except in this for podcasts his past guests include Adam Curry, he's the Podfather, Senator John Edwards, C.C. Chapman, P.K. and J., Bib and Yes, Chris Rockwell, and yours truly, Wichita Rutherford. That's just naming a few of them. Now, if you want to learn more about podcasting or podcasters, then you go over and visit them at podcast411.com. And remember, listen different with Podcast 411. It's just so precious. Now that is a great promo. Yeah, it is. Isn't I, that his voice mm-hmm. is just oh my! I could listen to that all day. That's and it's so, clear too. It's I so mean, clear yeah. and it's got that twang to it. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> it's precious. <laughs> it's precious. I love it. Uh, we've been asking uh, the last couple podcasts to send us e- your funny Mac stories, your you know that sort of thing. First Mac stories, any Mac stories, right? Uh, and record it and send it to us as an MP3 audio file, so we can share that with our listeners. Because hey, we're all Mac users, or we're thinking about being Mac users. Yeah. Because I know for a fact that not everybody who listens to our podcast are Mac users. Mm-hmm. So uh, we've got uh, one, anyways. Um, not it, you know, I was expecting a lot more people to send these in than have so far. We've only got two, <laughs> which, and I know how many people listen to the show. Yeah, and those figures go up every week, so I'm kind of surprised that not as, not as many people have um, sent us a story in yet. It's kind of surprising. Well, you know, I think sometimes it's a little intimidating when you record yourself to listen to yourself. You never sound. You never. You don't hear you when you listen to yourself. Yeah. It doesn't sound like. Oh, that's not me. That's not what I sound yeah. like. Uh, but that is what you sound like. Trust us. <laughs> we really, really do want to share your Macintosh experience, your stories, with other Mac users. Mm-hmm. That's what this show is about. It's about Macintosh users. It's not about Apple. It's This isn't the MyMac.com Apple show. Right. You know, um, this is about Macintosh users. And that encompasses software, hardware, a lifestyle. Um, for Chad and I, it was going to the Apple store a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. which, again, was kind of disappointing for me. <laughs> It's, you know, something that you think about right. for so long and then you go and you're like, oh, it's a disappointment. 
Um, but we are, we really, really, really want your MP3 feedback um, and your Mac stories. I think yep. it's fun. And there's no limit. I mean, you know, don't make it a half hour, but don't make it 30 seconds either. You know, explain mm-hmm. it. Um, it doesn't have to be funny. Don't worry about, oh, I'm, I, I won't come out sounding good and it probably won't be funny and people won't laugh. Um, it's just sharing an experience. Right. And as such, we've got one. Excellent. Uh, listener Sandro sent one in. I listened to it today, and I was like, oh, this is just, this is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's take a listen to Sandro real quick here. Hi, Tim and Chad. This is Sandro from Landonburg, Pennsylvania. First of all, I want to just mention that I really enjoy your show. I listen to quite a few tech podcasts and uh Yours uh, is one of the best, for me anyway. I'm responding to your request for stories uh, pertaining to the uh, first experiences with Macintosh. Well, mine is all the way back from March of 1985. I had uh, just been playing around as uh, a hobby with uh, computers, and I actually started... I think in 1983, with a Timex Sinclair ZX81. I I want to stop there for a second. Uh, Tad Sheeler was actually talking about the Timex Sinclair a while back. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I bought my uh, used 128K, the original Macintosh, and uh, Tad was like, you know what I want to do? I want to go back and get a Timex Sinclair. Because that was his first computer, too, and he's very fond of it. So that was Ted Sheeler's. I just wanted to, to throw that out there. If anyone knows what that is. Ted uh, does. A little yeah. computer that was advertised by American Express. They sent these little flyers out to American Express card holders, making this thing look like it was some sort of big deal business computer, and uh, <laughs> you could do your own programming, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, anyway, I thought I'd get into the hobby, and I ordered this thing, little black, uh, tiny little computer as big as a book with a little chiclet keyboard. It was practically worthless. Oh, and by the way, I ordered the fantastic uh, quantity of memory upgrades, 16K, which attached to the back. Of course, it always fell off. <laughs> Could you imagine using <laughs> your computer sitting there and going along, and then all of a sudden, boom, the memory falls out. <laughs> My laptop's been moving slow today, man. <laughs> what's, what's going on? <laughs> Is that your RAM on the floor? Oh, man. Could you imagine if computers were still like that? Just your RAM just falls out. Oh, Plop. Man. There goes your RAM. <laughs> so that didn't last very long, and I went to a uh, Texas Instrument TI-99 4A. I have all these computers still. And, and I wanted to stop them there, and I, and I actually emailed them back, and I said, Thank God there's someone else out there who just cannot seem to part with their old computers because <laughs> I have all my old computers as well, with the exception of one. One of them, I don't know where that's at. Mm. Um, and there's a part of me that feels like I really want to find that old computer. I don't know what the heck all I'm going to do with it. It's a piece of crap. But, yeah. you know, I mean, it's it's just so refreshing that somebody else has all their old computers still. It's it's just, and I just wonder if he's married. Does his wife say the same thing my wife does? I mean, they just gather dust in the basement, get rid of all those computers, <laughs> and uh, used that for a while. Learned a little bit of basic and moved on to an Atari eight hundred, and then the Macintosh came out. I saw 
I didn't see the original ad, but I saw some uh, information about it in some of the magazines toward the end of 1984. And I was fascinated, I was fascinated by the fact that uh, when you looked at the print or at the screen, it looked like you were looking at a white page, black text on white, which was unheard of. It was something new because everything that we had up to that point was basically colored text on black. For programming games, what have you? And that's horrible. So in 1985, yeah. in March, I uh, went to a local store and, and uh, purchased the Mac uh, 512K, and uh, it was about uh, three or four thousand dollars. And uh, I took out a loan with the Apple card at that time. And he still hasn't paid it off. <laughs> that's not fair. You don't know that. <laughs> Three or four thousand dollars for a Mac Plus back then? Wow! Could you imagine what you can get with the same amount of money today? Well, inflation adjusted. I don't even want to think about what oh, Mac Plus back then. Wow! And uh, let me. While I'm speaking here, I'm just gonna uh, fire this up. And uh, <laughs> I recall one of the. I know that sound well. That was just incredible. The fact that a box of ten single-sided 400k diskettes at that time you could only get an apple branded box it was 60 dollars incredible yeah and of course this computer the macintosh came uh with uh, no hard drive it was a single-sided floppy drive 400k and uh, the operating system and a, uh, the first word processor and paint program called MacWrite and MacPaint were on a single floppy disk. And with MacWrite, you could just basically write a five or six page document at that time. And uh, so, you know, that was basically it. And from that point on, my Macintosh career started, which actually uh, uh, turned out, I turned out to be a professional Macintosh support person for a major uh, chemical company in Wilmington, Delaware. And uh, perhaps if uh, you think it's interesting, I'll, I can send in more stories. As I was uh, yes. one of a few to start up a uh, user group in Delaware, which still exists, and some stories from my support uh, experiences, as well as the numerous Macworld Expos I've been to, and just some of the fantastic changes that have happened over the years. We'd love to hear more. That's about it. I don't want to take up more of your time. Uh, you did request us to let you know about the most cherished product, Mac product, and I would have to say right now that it's, it's my Matthias Tactile Pro keyboard. It's a keyboard that uh, is made with, uh, the keys are made out of the Alps switches, which were used in the legendary Apple extended keyboard mm -hmm. back in the day. Yep. And they have a tactile feel, and they're very, very noisy. I don't, I don't know if you can hear that, but very, very noisy. But uh, very, very nice feedback to uh, typing, and uh, I really, really like this keyboard. If anyone's interested... It's Matias, M-A-T-I-A-S, dot C-A. This keyboard's a little on the expensive side, $149.95, but it's quite durable. Well, that's it for now. Thanks, Tim and Chad, and uh, talk to you soon. Definitely. That, that's 
That's fantastic. I, oh, I'm yeah. really, really interested in that keyboard. I went and checked out that website, mm-hmm. and uh, I sent them an email basically saying, hey, we'd like to review yeah. one. <laughs> I don't want to spend $150 no, for I a know. keyboard. I, I can't afford that. I'm a porter, just no. a porter publisher. <laughs> but uh, that's that's the kind of feedback we're looking for. And uh, Sandro, if you want to do a podcast just on your stories. Oh, man, I tell you what. Um, I think there's a, a lot of people out there very interested in in history and yep. computer history it's mm-hmm. specifically if they're listening to this po- podcast apple history and macintosh history and mm-hmm. what's come before and people really like to go back and look to see what things used to be like so that kind of gave me an idea after listening to his um feedback file that w- wouldn't it be cool to go back and look at stuff and that's exactly what we're going to do in our focus segment this week and it's going back to 1995 And we're going to go over an article I wrote in December of 1995. Speaking, though, of going back in time, I posted a blog up at MyMac.com. It's called Mm -hmm. Apple.com Pictures from 1997 and 1998. And I think people are going to really enjoy it. Uh, There's a couple... People uh, responded to it already. One of them is from, uh, let's see, July 14th, 1997. Yep. Um, and the Apple's website, it says, Introducing CyberDrive. Register today for a free CD-ROM. Introducing CyberDrive. It's some, it was something, some kind of a promo they had with uh, BMW. Hmm. Uh, what's hot? Pre-order Mac OS 8. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, want a power po- power book? Qualify to win a power book 3400-200 by entering this month's Apple registration sweepstakes. <laughs> they were advertising uh, the E-Mate 300, which was basically a uh, oh, what the heck was that handheld? Can that a think? Newton? Yeah, that it was basically a Newton with a keyboard and yeah, but it was a Newton OS. <clears throat> uh, Newton Connects, Newton Incorporated will enhance network connectivity for Newton-based devices this fall. Wow! Um, and so that was 97, and I found one from 98. And this was from April of 98, and it's got the... Uh, the burning Intel guy, the yeah, Millennium guy. Yep. And the big computer, the fastest, baddest Power Mac G3s. Build to order. Shipped factory direct. Think 300, 300 megahertz. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, QuickTime 3 was uh, for Mac and Windows had just been released, so yeah. that was a big thing. So that's a little bit of Apple history anyways, and I know people love to go back and look at that. So that's going to be our focus segment. But before our focus segment, I want to uh, go to in. a small dog yet? No, no, not yet. Okay. Not yet. We'll get to you in a second, small dog, I promise. <laughs> Smalldog.com, obviously, is our spot, uh, podcast sponsor. Sponsor. Yeah. And they sponsor our website, too, so that's always yeah. cool. Uh, I wanted to go over a little bit of the information and uh, articles that we got posted up there online right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, another one of my blogs, anyways, Apple's One More Thing event. And I'm, I, I basically make my prediction of what I think it's going to be. Right. Uh, and I'll just read that right here. Uh, Mac event this Wednesday. So Apple's having a One More Thing event this week, and speculation, not rumors, thank you, abound. I have not had, or wait, I have had not a few emails from readers and listeners of the podcasting what I think the announcement will be. So here goes. The first generation Intel PowerBook. And not only that, but I think the new Intel PowerBook will be black in color. That's my prediction. Really? Yep. They're going to release the new Intel PowerBooks before anything else, and they're going to be black. How about a black iPod? 
That's just, I, honestly, yeah, that's going to happen. I'm quite yeah. sure. But you know, there's no fun in predicting what's probably going to happen. I right, want to predict. I want to go out on a limb, and so if it actually happens, everybody goes, "Oh wow!" Really be surprised. Yeah, well, yeah. it's kind of like what happened way back in the day when I predicted. Everybody else was saying, "Oh, Apple's going to buy B. Apple's going to buy B." And I came out and said, "I think they're going to buy next. It makes more sense. Plus, mm-hmm. Steve Jobs is going to return to Apple that way." Yeah. Nobody listened to me, and that's what happened. <laughs> I think it was the last prediction that I ever got right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> David Cohen has got a review of Invisible Shield for the iPod Nano posted right now up at MyMac.com. You'll find that right under the uh, posting for this podcast. Yep. Uh, Maxpiration, Changing Icons. Go ahead. Yep, and that's uh, from uh, Donnie Yankelo. Did you uh, look at that one yet? I have not had a chance to browse through it yet. It's, uh, it's a good article if you're new to the Mac and you want to find out how to change your icons. That's going to give you a step-by-step with pictures. It's going to show you exactly how to do it. And obviously, we love that. Yep. Uh, I also posted a, a weekend archive. This one is from David Avery, and he looks back at when the Mac Mini was first released. Uh, Guy Searle of Dashboard Minute fame has an iCarPlay Wireless Plus FM transmitter from uh, Monster. Yep. I he, actually have an iCarPlay. I have the previous model. Do you like it? Yes, I do. You do like it? No. Uh, did you pay eighty bucks for yours too? No, that's what his is. Uh, I think that's yeah, it's eighty dollars, yeah, seventy nine ninety five. His does almost the the entire range of the FM spectrum. Mine only does the first, uh, I think, eight or ten slots, eighty eight dot one through eighty nine dot one. I think. Yeah. Well, the thing that I like is directly connecting your iPod to your car stereo. Mm-hmm. Sounds a thousand times better. Right. And that's what we did in my car. Yep. Uh, obviously, I, I talked about this in a previous podcast. I've got a JVC head unit, mm-hmm. which, by the way, I'm not real happy with at the moment. It's, yeah. it's acting kind of buggy. If I push hard on the display at all, mm-hmm. it, like, conks out. So mm-hmm. I might have to take it back and find out what the deal is. Yeah. might have even been shoddy, either shoddy installation or it's just not a very good radio. It yeah. sounds great. Don't get me wrong. And I also can't change the time. Sometimes I can, sometimes I can't. And I just got a new, brand new battery in my car, so the, the time is incorrect, but it won't let me change the time. Yeah. It's really quite frustrating and irritating. Um, but one of the problems I was having, and, and Chad and I talked about this on previous podcast as well, is that I had my mounted my iPod on the cradle that came with the iPod in the car sitting on the center dash. Mm-hmm. And I would plug that in to the car stereo, and it sounded great, and it charged the iPod. But it really wasn't an ideal solution. Mm-hmm. So shortly after, and I think the very next day of posting that podcast, I get an email from Mike at thoughtout.biz saying, mm-hmm. hey, we've got this new product called the FlexPed, and it will actually hold your iPod up, and it will take care of the cluttered wire problems and all that. Mm-hmm. And uh, would you like me to send you one for a review? I, yeah, okay. So I have that review up there posted right now. It's the FlexPed review. Yep, and I gave this a perfect five out of five. This is just a Holy fantastic cow. problem or problem product, <laughs> and uh, it, it's just it's really really cool. I like it a lot, and uh, if you have an iPod that you want to listen to in your car, it doesn't have to be directly connected. Obviously, um, it's only thirty nine ninety nine thirty nine ninety nine. But if you order it with the little, what well, it plugs into your iPod and your cigarette lighter. And it gives you an audio line output, so you can charge your iPod and all that. Um, it's going to run you sixty three ninety nine altogether. So it, it's a really good deal. Um, I didn't use the AdPad, which is basically 
double-sided tape mm-hmm. to mount this. I actually drilled a hole and put it in my car permanently, mm. and it's just rock solid. I mean, this tube is just like, bam, it's, it's, it's flexible. It is really a durable piece of equipment. I mean, I, I, I actually didn't see it installed until Tim got here, but when he first got it from uh, uh, Thought Out, I was pretty amazed at how heavy heavy it was yeah, yeah. <laughs> but not heavy and oh my god who would want to use this it's so heavy right. heavy as in this well that's going to hold your ipod yeah. and it you know and when you bend it it's going to stay, stay bent. that's right yeah I, i've had things in the past where you bend it and then it really doesn't bend or when you let go it kind of moves a little bit again mm-hmm. and you're like oh i just wish it would stay put this just it's just a really great product and uh i'm gonna say we're gonna talk to mike at thought out that biz uh, and we're going to do that right after this ad Our from Smallbox. Our is installed. Backed up the data. We're going to have these cables plugged in, right? But it still won't work. If you spend more time managing your computer than you do running your business, maybe it's time to switch. Whether you're designing buildings or running a daycare, Apple Business Solutions from Small Dog Electronics can help you better manage, market, and mobilize your business. And they're more compatible than you might think. Check out the PowerBook Business to Go bundle for just $18.49, including wireless networking and MS Office in Waitsfield and on the web at smalldog.com. Small Dog is small business. And once again, thanks to Small Dog Electronics for sponsoring the podcast as they have done for quite a while yeah we sure do appreciate it absolutely uh earlier i was talking about the flex pad um as i said then it's a great product i was real happy and it was just a fantastic way of getting the ipod in my car securely right um so we thought hey what a great idea why don't we have the company that makes the flex pad thought out have them on the podcast really yeah so here we go and we've got Mike Talmadge, I believe. Hi, Mike. How you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, I apologize if you're getting feedback uh, as we were testing before we started recording. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear us okay. Yeah, I'll do my best. <laughs> uh, when did you come up with the idea for the FlexPad? Because personally, I, I think it's an idea that should have been made, a, a, something that should have been made a long time ago, but I, I just can't believe that it, it took this long for someone to come up with such an obvious solution. Well, to be honest with you, I we did up the uh, the Ped Two design and uh, the flexibility with the head. We really questioned, you know, what do we got to do to put this in the car? And uh, we talked about a bunch of different ideas, and it was just kind of uh, it made sense to do it do it this way. And uh, it was pretty simple. We we kind of already had the design of what we call the Ped Head, and it just uh, worked out really well. I think it's a fantastic product. I really like the fact that um, I can pretty much position it wherever it's convenient for me rather than a lot of other solutions that I've seen where you have to give up your cup holder or that sort of thing, and then it's not in a convenient location. I wanted something more eye-level or at least steering wheel level, and your product does that. Yeah, we... we, uh... The, the, that was a big concern of mine, actually doing a lot of the design work on it, was I, I couldn't sacrifice giving up the cup holder. Uh, and I think there's a, quite a few other companies that actually use that method. And I just think that, uh, I think as you wrote in the review, uh, the, the cup holder is meant for a cup. Absolutely. <laughs> People got to have their coffee and enjoy their music or podcast. That's right. I think but, what I'm... Oh, go ahead, yeah, the other issue we we had with uh, the cup holders is that not all cup holders can actually hold a uh, a device or or a mechanism that well. I mean, for instance, I went in the original designs we were doing it with a cup holder, 
and it actually almost busted the thing because it, they're just so flimsy in some cars. Yeah, and well, in my car, my cup holder it pops out, and I don't think it's the strongest. I think it would hold. Exactly. I, I think it would hold it, but I don't. I wouldn't really trust it all that well. Go ahead, Chad. You I was just going to say, I haven't actually seen the final installed, but I know when Tim first got the unit, I was really impressed with how sturdy it was. I mean, this thing, you could almost double as a club for your car. I mean, it's durable. That's what that It actually reminded me kind of of the, the club that you put mm-hmm. on your steering wheel so someone can't steer your car. The, just the weight of it yeah. and uh, well, as, as well-built as it is, that's yeah. what it reminded me of. So how long in development was it? Actually, it wasn't that tough to develop the flex pad, being that you know we had the ped the, the ped head from the ped two design. It was just a matter of uh, implementing the uh, the flexible uh, neck there, and uh, just creating a mount for it, and it was pretty much done. So it, was, it wasn't a big task to uh, create that. So let's get a little information about ThoughtOut.biz. Um, I like your website, and I, I've reviewed two of your products now, and I've been very impressed with both. And I also wanted to personally thank you for your support of our uh, Mac users supporting Katrina victims. Yep. That was great. Appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome. So could you give us a little background on the company itself? Well, we're a small company in uh, New England, Connecticut. Uh, our main focus is uh, quality products at a reasonable price. Uh, many of our products, we try to use lifetime materials uh, such as the 3M rubber and the, and the padding seating. Uh, steel construction, uh, very little plastic is in our, in our products. Uh, the quality of the, uh, I should say, a quality durable finish is uh, a, a strong point that we have as far as, you know, we use a lot of high, high temperature baked, baked on powder coatings that go through extremely... Uh, hot ovens to bake the process on. You know, that way it, uh, it stays away from the uh, scratches and stuff like that. Now, are you a Mac user or are you a PC user? I mean, just no, be- I'm a solid Mac user. Are you so- <laughs> How long have you been using Macs? Uh, 2002. 2002. So yeah. you pretty much started with Mac OS X. Yeah. Ja- Jaguar is what did it for me. Yeah. I- actually, I shouldn't say that. Just before Jaguar came out, I got on, well, uh, and I've always been interested in Macs, and then when that operating system came out, I had to jump on it. What was the uh, hook that brought you into the Macs? Uh, a gateway. A gateway? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually not as rare as you might think. No, I shouldn't say gateway. I should say Windows ME. <laughs> Ugh. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, I, I, I had the original uh, G4 iMac, and uh, that was a great machine. I, I actually, the day we got rid of it, we kind of cried. You know, I'm thinking now, the FlexPed and iMac G4, maybe now I know where you got the inspiration. <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's the iMac G5 that has the uh, Ped 2 type of look, if you really look at it. It's very similar. Yeah, that's true. That is true. Well, we appreciate you coming on today. Uh, you want to... Uh, anything else you want to go over real quick? Yeah, I got one more thing, if I can do my little uh, Steve Jobs. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I'd like to offer uh, my nurse a uh, 10% discount. Hold on one second. We're losing you. You still okay. there? Okay, go yeah, ahead. I'm here. We're getting a, lot, a little bit of feedback. Let's try that again there. Okay. Um, I'd I like to offer uh, the MyMac listeners a uh, 10 to 20% discount. 
Cool. Uh, now that came through loud and clear. Yeah, I heard that one. <laughs> Yikes. That was really bad there, too. We're getting a little bit of interference. Okay. Go ahead again. Sorry. We heard the 10 to 20%. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to set up uh, set up the website so that you go to uh, thoughtout.biz slash mymac, and uh, you'll type in a uh, – users can type in uh, for a username, mymac, and the password, podcast, and uh, anybody will be able to get a 10 to 20% discount on virtually all the items. Cool. Well, I appreciate it, and uh, yeah. thank you for our listeners. Again, uh, it's going to be mymac.com slash – or, I'm sorry, thoughtout.biz slash mymac. Right. Uh, they're going to have to sign in, username, mymac, password, podcast. And I will put a link directly to that page on our show notes so everybody can find it just fine. But you're going to have to listen to the podcast to get the username and password. So. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we appreciate you coming on today, Mike, and taking time out of your busy schedule. Thanks a lot. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thank you, Chad. Good luck with uh, Thought Out. Yes. 5,281 podcasts. Podcast Alley. Podcastpromos.com. Podshow. Podfinder Podcast. iTunes. Where are your listeners going to find your podcast? In all the clutter, get noticed and stand out. My name is Adam Raymer, and I own Madtown Aces Audio Productions. We want to produce your podcast promo. Many big-name podcasters have solicited promos for play on their shows. What's more likely to get played? This is Billy Bob. Or this. Podcasting to the world, it's Johnny Sonic, the digital experience podcast. Podcasting from the Red Boy World Headquarters. Typical PC user, help for the rest of us. Even if you want to use your own voice, we can make you sound more like you. Contact me personally now for your free consultation on the web at madtownaces.com or by email madtownaces at gmail.com. Madtown Aces Audio Productions, providing quality audio imaging solutions for the podcast community since the dawn of podcasting. Madtown Aces Productions. Podcasts like you mean it. And, of course, uh, Midtown Aces Productions does our intros. Not the music, just the the voiceover. And our exits as well. Yep. And uh, so we do appreciate that. And if you are looking at producing your own podcast, get a hold of us first. Cause <laughs> <laughs> but barring that, uh, get a hold of Midtown Aces Promotions, or Productions, I'm sorry. And uh, they, they do really great work. Yes, they they can really, really help you make your podcast even better than it already will be. Yep. So our focus segment this week is looking at an article I wrote almost, well, let's just say 10 years ago. It was December of uh, 1995 mm-hmm. that I wrote this. And uh, in computer years, that was 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, I mean, computers move so fast right. that a year is almost two years, if you, if you understand what I'm... I don't know how else to explain that. No, I understand. Ten, ten years ago, human time is definitely 20 years ago computer time. Yeah. So, um, and it's an article I wrote. Uh, I called it 1-800-BUY-A-MAC, and it was from our December 1995 issue. I contacted six different Macintosh vendors to find out what was hot, which I think is still a very viable idea. Mm-hmm. I still think that's something that would be really fun to do. Um, I think it would be fun fun to do during a podcast to yeah. call up and, and get someone on the phone that could tell you what the hot-selling products are and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um 
if you're a company that sells Macintosh products and that sounds cool to you, what a great way to advertise your business. By It wouldn't be an ad. We would just call you up um, once a week and say, hey, what's, what's, what's selling hot? really good right now? And you yep. can tell us. So there's an advertising idea right there. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, so anyways, I, I called six different vendors. Uh, one of them, uh, who was it? Uh, da, 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 da. Well, we'll get into that in a second. Let me uh, jump back here to uh, the first one I called was uh, Mac Warehouse. Yep. And I asked them, and, and what I was doing is I was asking whoever answered the phone. I didn't want to talk to a, a higher-up manager or anything like that. I just wanted to talk to the people that if you called to order something, that's who you would get. Right. And, you know, so I didn't want to get the manager. I wanted to get the frontline guys or mm-hmm. gals and get their information. So I called Mac Warehouse and I asked, what's what's the big selling thing right now? The first one was the iOmega zip drive. That oh, was just yeah. a huge seller for them. Also, Kinetic Corp's Speed Doubler Rand, Rand, Speed Doubler Rand Doubler bundle. They had both of those for sale, I believe. Hmm. I think those were $59 programs by themselves, maybe more. I don't remember, but they had a bundle with both of them, and that was a selling like gangbusters. Now, didn't Kinetics at one time do the, what? the PlayStation emulator? Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. Yeah, and Sony purchased it from them. Really? Yeah, because I guess <laughs> they took them to court and lost, and Kinetics mm. was allowed to. So at one time, you could actually run PlayStation games on your Macintosh, Yep, which was very cool. Um, I had the program, but I don't remember actually doing anything with it. I don't think I ever went out and bought a PlayStation to play on it. It was mm-hmm. kind of my lapse period of video games. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, now I've got, you know, PlayStation 2 and yeah. and all yeah. that stuff and PSP and Xbox and GameCube and mm-hmm. DS. Uh, but before that, I think the last system I had actually purchased was, like, the Sega. Mm-hmm. And then I kind of, it lapsed and then I picked it up again. But, yeah, they, they were the company that had... I can't remember what the name of the... Uh, it, it was... Uh, boy. it's. It, I had it. I used to play it. Did, did it actually work pretty good? Oh, yeah. It worked really well. Yeah. That, that was a great... But, yeah, Sony bought that program from... They either bought Kinetics outright, which I don't think they did. I think they just bought that program and then yeah. squashed it. Um, other facts that I learned at Mac Warehouse. Uh, Hewlett Packard printers uh, outsell Apple printers by a huge margin. They still do today because yeah. Apple doesn't produce any printers themselves. Uh, competitive office, <laughs> <laughs> competitive upgrades were also hot, like Quark Express to PageMaker or Freehand to Illustrator. Mm. Quad speed CD-ROM drives were doing very well as well. Uh, seeing as how Mac Warehouse does sell Mac clones, I asked Tony, the person I was talking to, how they are doing. It seems they do sell a few, but not many. Uh, and most people still want Apple Macs. Mm. Uh, then I called Mac Bargains, and the S on the end of Bargains was a dollar sign. I don't think they're around anymore. Um, Mac Bargains was the next call I made. And for those listening, I talk a little bit, and then I look at my notes, and I read a little bit. So if, if I say something that's redundant, it's because I said it, and then I read it. So Yeah. Um, they were only too happy to talk to me. The new zip drive is selling very well. Uh, but the SideQuest drives were still moving out the door. This c- should come as no surprise as SideQuest drives have been around for a good long time now with a faithful following of users. A SideQuest drive was basically tape. You put this big blocky thing into this machine, and it was the tape backup. And, oh, really? Yeah. Uh, and, and zip drives eventually just squashed them. Yeah. And then zip got crushed by burnable CDs. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, <laughs> on the software side, Mac Bargains informs us that Adobe Photoshop does better than most other high-end programs. And mm-hmm. then I wrote, do not look for this to change anytime soon. And pretty much hasn't, so. <laughs> <laughs> No, I would say not. Um, <clears throat> next call I made was to CDW, who is still in business. Yep. And I talked to Pat, a very nice lady, who was more than happy to break from her work to talk to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. She, I, I, I vaguely remember this call, but what I do remember of it was her th- saying to the effect, oh, yeah, I, I'll talk to you for a while. Because <laughs> it wasn't, you know, placing the order or helping someone with a problem. It was mm-hmm. just kind of yakking a little bit. Chatting. Yeah, yeah. And she was a yacker, I tell you what. <laughs> uh, the Power Mac 8500 is so hot, Pat told me, that they sell out almost as soon as they get any in stock. Wow. Seems Apple cannot produce them fast enough. Um, the Newton 120s, however, is not doing very well as the 100 line. Not a big surprise, really, when you look at the price. I, I don't know what the price is now. Well, there's no Newtons left. No. <laughs> palm squashed the Newtons. Yeah. So. Well, Apple squashed the Palm. Yeah. Or Apple squashed, squashed the Newton, Newton. themselves. Yeah. Um, and what has become a regular theme, the iOmega zip drive is selling really well. They're all saying iOmega. Yeah. Yep, that was the big product that year. Uh, then I called Mac Connections. Um, they told me, they, I, from what I remember, they didn't want to talk much. Mm. Um, but they said a lot of people were calling about the new Jazz Drive. The Jazz Drive was the, it was also from iOmega, mm-hmm. and it was cartridge-based, and it held one gigabyte. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Zip Drive was only held 100. They right. did, they released a later uh, Zip Drive that hold that held 250 and was backwards compatible with the 100s. But yeah. by that point, it was it was a dead product because CD-ROM burnables were, I mean, mm-hmm. you know. But right. the the Jazz Drive was a one gig uh, backup medium, and I, a lot of people thought that would really take off. But the problem was, I think they were selling each disc for like a hundred bucks, and that's I like, remember that Jazz drives were the Jazz Drive discs were were a small fortune. Yeah, it was just way too much. Um, Club Mac, uh, they were not uh, able to spend much time on the phone with me. Brian there told me, uh, let's see, iOmega Zip Drive was topping of the charts. Mm-hmm. They also said that quad speed CD-ROM drives for $199. A very good price at the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, good golly. Yeah. Hard drives are also hot at Club Mac. Now, when asked what does not sell well, Brian, after a brief pause, told me that he does not... Remember, ever ever selling an optical drive. I guess the price of CDR and DAT is just too much money for the average buyer. <laughs> well, <laughs> see, that kind of changed with CDR. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure pretty much soon after I talked to him, he started selling a few CDRs. Mm. Uh, last company I talked to, Mac Mall, who I do believe, yeah, they're still around. They're still around. Yep. Uh, once again, I hear tales of Apple's inability to produce the Power Mac 8500s fast enough. So what was this, what was the clock speed on that? Do you even remember? Not offhand. Because I had a seventy five hundred, and I think mine was seventy five megahertz. Yeah, uh, eighty five hundred. I don't. I, I think it was one hundred and twenty. I think it was too. No, I, I you know that. what? I, I want to say one hundred twenty, but I think the the ninety five hundred was one hundred twenty mm. megahertz. And I think the eighty five hundred was one hundred megahertz. But yeah. I'm probably wrong. I could jump on lowendmac dot com right now and and see what's posted up there. That's a great place to find those Macs. Uh, that information. Uh, looks like Apple has another winner with 8500 if they can meet demand. And they didn't. That year, uh, I very remember I remember very clearly that Apple produced a whole lot of low-end machines mm-hmm. and very few high-end machines. And it turned out the demand was just the opposite. Nobody wanted the low-end machines. Yeah. Everybody wanted the high-end machines. 
Apple got stuck with a whole bunch of inventory. That was some of the major problems that Apple was facing back then before Steve Jobs returned to the company mm-hmm. and turned everything around. Yep. Um, let's see. Uh, when asked about the, how the zip drive was doing, I was informed that the new SciQuest EZ135 is starting to close the gap. Uh, Brad, brand recognition and 35 megabytes more storage space for only $39 more. So, uh, yeah, the, the SciQuest one, the SciQuest EZ135 uh, was a little bit more, but you get 35 megabytes more storage. Mm-hmm. It never really caught on. Right. Um, so I, I'm thinking that uh, who I don't remember who I was talking to then. I didn't write the name down. I, I think he was more hoping that <laughs> they, <laughs> they they wanted to sell more of those. Yeah. Um, some of the other items I learned: more people now ask for CD versions of software rather than the 3.5 inch diskettes. <laughs> um, not really surprises. Almost every new computer then produced has at least a dual speed CD-ROM drive. Yep. And sales of the 14400 baud modems are slowing way down as more people buy the faster 288 modems. Wow, screaming fast. Shoo. At prices for both and prices for both have been falling for the last 3 to 4 months. Not 2 years ago, a 144 modem was selling for close to and over $225. Keep in mind this is 1995 we're talking about. Now that same modem is under $100. Wow. And the 2800s are falling into the $179 range. <laughs> of course, that was all from uh, an article I wrote in December of 1995. And Chad has some more fun stuff from 1995. Yeah, here's some more highlights from uh, the 1995 calendar year for Max. And this was uh, from Business Week's December 1995 issue. It's talking about the first total rewrite of the Mac OS since 1984. And it will bring Apple up to speed with newer operating systems such as Windows NT and IBM's OS 2 that are better suited for corporations. For example, preemptive multitasking will reduce the system crashes when running more than one program. Copland also has Copeland. Copeland, that's right, Copeland's what it was yes. called, wasn't it? Also has agents to carry out routine tasks such as printing out your email at 8 a.m. every day. A more powerful finder will help let users retrieve documents by searching for keywords or phrases rather than file names and with Copeland the Mac interface can be customized a simple screen for kids or lots of icons for power users um, what's, what's really interesting is this part here it says a more powerful finder will help, will help users retrieve documents by searching for keywords or phrases Rather than file names. That struck me too, yeah. yeah, Spotlight. That's Spotlight. (laughs) Yep. So back in 95, Apple was already working on the technology to do searches rather than just looking for file names. It would look for metadata inside documents. Mm -hmm. That was way back in 95. Yep. And it took till 2005 for us to actually get that feature. Mm. So sometimes Apple isn't the fastest turnaround company in the world with innovative ideas. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I, that's a long time in development on that one too, probably. Yeah, and, and Copeland's a whole other story, which, you know what I'd really like? I'd really like uh, to get David Avery back on the show one day mm-hmm. and have him talk about the history of Copeland. Yeah. For those who don't know what Copeland was, um, it was the, it, it was basically what Mac OS X is now. Mm-hmm. But it was a OS that Apple was developing in-house at Apple Computer to replace the Macintosh Classic system, which went all the way through Mac OS 9.22. Mm-hmm. Originally, uh, Copeland was going to be called Mac OS 8. 
Mac OS 8 was going to be the next generation Macintosh operating system. Yep. And because of a variety of reasons it didn't happen, Apple ended up buying Next and the rest is history. Yeah. But David Avery is really, really up to date and really up to speed on the whole Copeland saga, mm-hmm. including the technolo- technological hurdles that they tried to um, circumvent some of the stuff that the politics of the time, and he mm. knows a lot of the people that were involved at the time, too. So I, he would be really, really be fun to have on the show one day mm-hmm. and it kind of go through that. That would be really cool. Yeah. You got anything else from 1995? Oh, you bet. Power Computing introduced the first licensed Mac clone, the Power 80, running at 80 megahertz PowerPC 601. That was a, a, a huge thing at the time, a, a Macintosh clone. I mean, it was just up to that point... A pipe dream for almost everybody. And, and you can still find them to this day. Yeah, and the funny part <laughs> is, it, it was the the, um, the Power 80 was the name of it. Yep. And the funny part is, you can get it for less than 80 bucks today. <laughs> <laughs> running at 80 megahertz. You could probably pick that up for, oh, I'd say maybe a dollar a megahertz. Yeah, well, and hey, it was faster than my first <laughs> Mac, which was a Macintosh 7500. There you so go. Now. Also in June, we saw the first Mac with PCI slots, a 33 megahertz, 32-bit architecture. Yeah, up to that point, you can only find those in PCs. And, uh, you know, up to that point, you can only get expansion cards, which was Nubus, on the Mac, and that was sl- a slow dog. Mm-hmm. So when when Apple finally embraced the PCI standards, which they still do to this day, yeah. uh, it was huge news for the Mac. And mm-hmm. it, it greatly expanded their high-end high line with, with those card slots. It was great. Microsoft released Windows 95 in August. That was a huge flop, I heard. <laughs> they, they, just, they didn't sell any. It was just a huge flop. And no. It drove them out of business. Yeah, I, and that was sad. It was but. sad. I, up to that point, Microsoft was a super innovative company. And well, with all Windows three point one one. Oh, know. it was just Windows for Word groups. Oh, oh yeah, this is great. Yeah, and then they come out with Windows ninety five, and it bombed so bad that I think they closed like ninety eight. They were just done. See, I remember when I was working at. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I remember I was working as a contractor at one particular major corporation, and I remember in ninety eight or ninety nine we got switched over from. Windows for Workgroup 3.11 to Windows 95 network. So, <laughs> I know. Blazing fast. <laughs> I remember when 95 came out, and I was, you know, I was so entrenched in the Mac platform, and I was so worried that this it was going to be easier to use than the Mac, and that, you know, oh bum, my God. Bum, bum, yeah. Bum. So I went to the store, and I sat down in front of a Windows machine. I played with it for like 20 minutes, and I left like it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If they think that's more Mac-like, <laughs> oh my God, they're so stupid. But uh, and then the, the, the biggest move, the biggest news, uh, looking back in 1995 was June 1995 saw the release of My Mac Magazine number one. That's right. I started My Mac Magazine that summer, um, 1995, ten years ago. The PDF files. No, actually, it wasn't a PDF at the time. Was it? No, it was DocMaker. DocMaker was oh, this application. Oh, that's right. Uh, that you can open up on your Mac so you didn't need a parent application to mm-hmm. open it. Even to this day, if you have a PDF file, you have to have, you know, either Preview and macOS will open it. Right. Uh, but you have to have Adobe Acrobat, usually, to mm-hmm. open an, uh, an Adobe PDF file. DocMaker will let you create these files that anybody could open. They didn't need a parent application mm. to open it because it was an application. Hmm. And it was great. I could do formatting. I could put pictures in it. Um it actually had a very crude hypertext markup language that if you like pushed a button on the screen, mm-hmm. it would like play a movie or make a sound. I didn't take 
advantage of that too much, yeah. but that capability was there. It was a really neat program. It wasn't until, man, I want to say 98, maybe 99, before we actually had a PDF copy, mm. a PDF version, to go along with the DocMaker version of yeah. My Mac Magazine. And then eventually My Mac Magazine um, kind of stopped publishing, at least the downloadable edition, mm-hmm. and we just went online. Yeah. And we had MyMac.com for a long time, uh, but we had My Mac. My Mac, my Mac Magazine was the focus, and MyMac.com was really the website that we used to distribute the magazine. Right. And that kind of switched around. More people were going to our website to get our content rather than downloading a big file and getting it that way. Right. So we just stopped producing the downloadable edition, and we're just MyMac.com now. Mm-hmm. So. so that was uh, 1995, a little bit of Apple history. I'm sure you guys remember... A lot of 95 if you've been in the Mac universe for very long. Um, or I should say, if you've been in the Mac universe for long. Yeah. 95 was a pretty seminal year in, in computing. I think 97 is probably probably a little bit more important. Um, mm. But, you know, I, I think we'll look back at some more history as time goes on. I think it's, it's kind of fun to look back. And what I'd like to do is pick up some old copies of Macworld magazine and go through the ads in the back. Mm. And go through the products and the prices, yeah. And then jump on eBay and see how much we can get them for now. <laughs> Wouldn't that be fun? That would be oh, great. That would be a fun. We'll have, we'll, we'll have to oh, do yeah. that. We'll have to do that in the future. I think that'd be a real yep. neat podcast. That's our podcast for this week. Uh, again, uh, send any feedback to mymacpodcast at gmail dot com. You do have one extra week for the contest. Yep. And you can uh, send your submissions to contest at mymac dot com and put in the. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, subject, subject line, <laughs> Ram, uh, Rad Tech, Rad Tech. We're actually recording a little bit later. Chad's ready for bed now. Oh, I'm getting there. We'd also <laughs> like to thank Mike Talmadge. Absolutely. That was a, a nice interview. We actually recorded that, I should say, before we actually recorded the rest of the podcast. Yeah. That was the first thing we actually did tonight. And if you were paying attention, um, Chad actually said he didn't see the final install. Mm-hmm. Uh during the interview, but before that in the podcast, you were saying that you had. <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's what mm-hmm. happened. We were actually recorded that with Mike uh, first thing, and then afterwards we did the whole podcast, and we just dropped that segment in. And uh, it's real nice talking to Mike. Check out thoughtout.biz, uh, and he's going to have, you know, you got your, go to the MyMac. Mm-hmm. Um, no, 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 no. At the end of okay. Thought Out. Remember, he's going to set up that uh, special address. Mm-hmm. Thoughtout.biz slash MyMac. MyMac. And let's see if that page is set up yet. you got to hit enter on your computer. I did. And nothing's happening, huh? Nope, not yet. Is it still thinking about it? I don't think so. Huh. Oh, well. I'll put a link in on the show notes. and. Uh, oh. Well, it's not up yet. I'm sure he'll get it going here real quick. Um, And the username is going to be MyMac, and the password is going to be podcast. Podcast, yep. And save, what did he say? He said uh, 10 to 20%, depending on what you get. Yeah, you know, I I reviewed his Ped 2 a couple months ago. That Mm -hmm. was a real nice iPod holder, and that's what I use at home every time. I love it. Yep. And I I love the uh, FlexPed as well. So Uh, thanks to SmallDog.com once again for sponsoring our podcast. Other than an iPod stand, go check out smalldog.com for all your other Mac needs. Yep. We'll see you again next week, and we'll be talking about Apple's new product announcements.
Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to MyMacPodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the MyMac.com podcast.